We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. And now, live on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app, it's Gabe Ramirez. Morrell going to third. He will slide. He's got a triple. What three numbers? What three stories are living in my head rent-free today? Uh, we're about to find out in just a second. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on 670 The Score. Leading you right into Depaul basketball that starts at 745. Of course, Zach Zayman, Dave Corzine. Got you on the call for that, but up until then, you get to hang out with me. Got a couple guests for you guys, 620, 720. If you're on your commute, headed home, or riding around the city, I'll make sure you hang out right here on 670 to score. Meantime, between time, this is the trifecta, the top three stories, again, in my head, in no particular order. Number three. So, do coordinators matter? Because I'm thinking about the Eagles next season. And, of course, they lost both their offensive and defensive coordinator after the Super Bowl. The Arizona Cardinals, who seemingly have a like a top 15 offense, we could agree, right? With like Kyler Murray and the weapons that they have or, you know, what they should have. And, you know, uh, assuming they need some help on the defense, they end up hiring Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon. He's about 39, younger dude. Has been an assistant in the league for 15 years. So that's what they think on their side. The Colts, conversely, they had a solid defense, right, under Matt Eberfuss while he was there and and they most certainly feel as though they need a revamped offense after the whole Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz kind of debacle. So what do they do? They snatch up the Eagles offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen. And so the reason that move in particular should be looked at closely by Bears fans is simple, right? I mean, he just finished reaching the Super Bowl with Jalen Hurts. And the Colts got the fourth pick in the draft. So I'm sure he'd love to start his tenure with the Colts by having someone that could potentially be sort of a carbon copy to Jalen and, and Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. Now, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, but again, it makes me wonder, like, what do the Eagles look like next year? Are they just automatically, you're plugging them into the Super Bowl to represent the NFC? Or do coordinators matter, right? We always hear about running new plays and schemes and such, so it'll be interesting to see. But that's something that was on my mind today that I was thinking about while I was Number two. Uh, I, number two, I can't remember the last time I did a trifecta and I was talking about the Bulls winning. Like, I seriously cannot remember the last time I did that. Bulls lose in embarrassing fashion last night to the Orlando Magic. Did you watch this game? It was embarrassing. And it's just laughable that in the year of our Lord, 2023, we have the only team in the league that can't score 100 points. It's like the only team in the league that can't shoot 35 three-pointers a game. Well, Billy Donovan talked about the Bulls' struggles and, and what he felt like was the main culprit. You see you guys are really struggling offensively. 
uh, of late. What, what are you seeing as kind of the main culprits there? You know, the Cleveland game, I think in the first half, it was like high 50%, you know, shots that were assisted on, you know, which was good. And, but we turned it over 11 times in that first half, so we didn't, you know, score points. Then I thought Cleveland, you know, their intensity went up and we didn't have the ball movement necessary. I thought we came out tonight and tried to do that. I thought we had some pretty good looks. You know, we, I don't know, we started the game, I think we were 0 for 15. It may have been 0 for 16, something like that to start the game. You know, the nine turnovers in the first half weren't good, you know, considering we coming off a game where, you know, we turned it over 22 times. But, you know, we had got that a little bit more under control in the second half. You know, it's like I've said before, I think even for, you know, Patrick and Io, and when they do get it, the decision-making, you know, of, of there's, I think there's opportunities for those guys to take a few more shots, quite honestly, from three. And those split-second decisions of when to shoot, when to drive, when to pass, you know, I thought some of those drives led to some turnovers. You know, those are things that I think those guys will get better at. But overall, I mean, it's three for 21 from the three-point line. And, you know, again, I think we had 16 turns, which is, which is too high for us. And you got 91 points. So, you know, some of it is, has been the way we've shot the ball, you know, coupled with the fact that we've turned the ball over too much. The reality is Billy says the right things. You can hate him as a coach. I give him crap about his rotations. I mean, obviously, Dale and Terry playing a ton of minutes, which I agreed with because he deserved it. But I wish he'd do that. You know, for everyone that was on the roster, I, either way, this neither here nor there. But he says the right thing, right? And I think his assessment of the squad is spot on. He's not oblivious to the struggles of the Chicago Bulls. He's talked about their dependence on Zach and Demar, the poor three-point shooting. He pointed out just right there the turnover issues. I mean, he he sees what's in front of him, but he he can't go play the game, right? He can only point it out, try to coach him up, and get him to fix it. And if they can't fix it, they can't fix it. But it's like if the Bulls play a team that's young and 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 foolish enough to think that they can compete in the NBA, but like our bottom dwellers, they always beat the Bulls because they look at the Bulls like some sort of measuring stick. Look at these old dudes, right? That's how they view like a Vooch and a Demar and Andre Drummond and Goran. Look at these young guys, these old dudes. Like we're gonna come over here in school and they're like Zach, Zach, that's the guy you give the money. Like that's what they think, and then they come in and handle business. I mean, if you look at the Orlando Magic now, that Paolo Banchero's back. They got a pretty solid team right now, top to bottom. And so they got a good rotation. So they're going to play hard all 48 minutes. So tough loss by the Bulls. One that I felt like they should have won, but it was just unfortunate, man. It was just unfortunate. Number one. But with an unfortunate unfortunate news comes some, some good fortune, and that is that I want to remind everyone, and this is very important. Again, these are in no particular order, but things that I've been thinking about all day. Gabe Ramirez, 670 to score. Now that the Super Bowl is over, the Chicago Bears are on the clock. Did that make you smile? I hope it did. Hey, the Bulls made you bum- bummed out talking about the Eagles and, and they're losing their coaches because they're in the Super Bowl. And now I get to remind you again that the Bears are on the clock. 72 days until the draft. 72 days. And this Bleacher Report so sneakily spilled the beans in an article today stating that many evaluators expect the Bears will trade the number one pick. Yeah. Evaluators like my abuelita. And my 14-year-old nephew. And so everyone knows that the Bears are going to, like, the Bears don't know how to stay with the first pick of the draft. Everyone knows that. We don't got to write an article about it. I don't got to say it either, but we could talk about where they want to go. Um, but now it is really just a matter of execution by Ryan Poles. We know that, right? So I just wanted to allow some time for you to take out your phone, set a Google Calendar reminder, whatever it is, th- Thursday, April 27th, your franchise in one way or another will 
I will make or have made a franchise altering move, but that's exciting. Bears are on the clock. So I just wanted to remind you that as I wrap up the trifecta, ladies. That's a magic number. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on 670 The Score. Shout out to everybody that's listening on the Odyssey app. We appreciate you guys, whether you are across the country or just, you know, maybe like in your dining room listening on your phone. The Odyssey app, not only can you take the score with you everywhere you go, but of course we have a ton of stations across the country. And then you get exclusive content like podcasts from every show on this station. Mully and Hall, Bernstein and Holmes with Rahimi on Wednesdays, Parkinson Spiegel, myself, podcast versions of all the shows. And then you also get exclusive content like tomorrow during the Bulls game. I'm going to be doing a one-hour special for Odyssey Sports only on, only on that can only be heard on the app. So if you want to hang out with me, again, that'll be tomorrow at 7 o'clock on the Odyssey app. Shout out to everybody listening on the HD2 channel, 104.3 uh, HD2 as well. Bulls, man, it's like I'm watching the game and I'm thinking to myself as they're losing, I'm like, they're not going to come back because they don't they don't have it in them. The firepower wasn't there. And then you know that there are certain players that are out there that can be had by the Chicago Bulls, namely Russell Westbrook. And you just think to yourself, like, damn, they could just use a little bit more energy. I'm not sure if you're catching these games, but it's it gets kind of boring in the middle. Like this, like it's the NBA. Teams are scoring 130 points a game. Like, there's dunksters, like, high-percentage shooting. Like, this should, it should be more fun. And the Bulls, for whatever reason, it's just it's, it's tough to watch, man. It really is. And I'm going to play some clips in a second from, you know, Billy Donovan and him talking about Russell Westbrook. Uh, we'll also talk, uh, play a clip in a second from Casey Johnson and what he expects to happen in the offseason. But I think the Bulls are going to be in a peculiar situation because of DeMar DeRozan's injury status, right? He's, he's mentioned that... He's been playing with the, with the hurt hip, and now he's going to get it checked out and such. And I don't know. I know the Bulls didn't necessarily do particularly well with DeMar out of the lineup, but I feel like they couldn't catch the rhythm. And then it got me thinking, and you can disagree with me if you want. Text line's open, 312-644-6767. It's the fact that I think the Bulls would operate at a higher level with Westbrook instead of DeRozan. Now, I want to be clear. DeRozan and Lonzo Ball, both of them gained so much respect for me after watching them every single night and just seeing how talented. The, like, DeMar, like my statement isn't about whether DeMar DeRozan is good or not. He's good. We know this. It's more about chemistry and, like, dynamics when I watch the Bulls. I think, like, Westbrook's game, I think it's, better, it's better, a better fit than DeRozan because look, look at Vooch. He loves the pick and roll. We know, we know Westbrook can execute that. And then his pace of play. Better suited for Zach. Like, Westbrook wants to run a gun. So does Zach. You see Io. You see other guys like Dalen Terry getting ticked yesterday because he was running the court. I mean, I just think those three, if, if that were the three, Zach, Vooch, and Westbrook, just my opinion, and I feel strongly about it, I think that three would, would perform at a higher level than DeRozan, Vooch, and, and Zach. So it'll be interesting to see. Maybe Westbrook comes in and, and DeMar takes, some t- takes a beat because of his hip. You never know. But it'll be cool if he came here. Here's DeMar DeRozan um, talking about leaving the game early uh, right now. Billy said that you, you had to come out near the end. Was that just kind of a flare with the hip or what happened? Yeah, just the same, same thing that's been bothering me. Uh, it, was, it was bothering me the whole game. No, I just, I just, I just felt it. I just felt it. Uh, I didn't, I didn't want to risk nothing, hurting it anymore. What it was, or anything. So, 
Is it anything that, that in particular happened, or is it just kind of the accumulation of the soreness still? Yeah, I think just accumulation of what it's been. You know, just attempting to play on it. You know, um, that's all it was. I'll tell you what it is, Demar. It's called your mid thirties. Be very clear. I remember, I remember turning thirty, and I thought to myself, "This is this is foolish. Why do people talk about thirties as if it means something?" I did wake up with a cramp that day. Then I remember turning thirty-one, even thirty-two, and I thought, "Thirties hmm, isn't that bad." Then I remember, I remember thirty-three vividly. I remember I hoop every Monday, and I remember playing basketball after turning thirty-three, and just thinking to myself, "Like, damn." My body's a little sore than it normally is. And he's about to be 34. So, yeah, your hip starts to hurt, Papa. That's what happens. Your quad, everything, like, it starts to hurt. And then what once took three days to heal, you know, you tweak the ankle a little, you bounce back in three or four days, everything's good, you're you're playing ball again by Friday. That's not the case when you're 34. So, I mean, mean, even though DeMar DeRozan's been an Iron Man, some have thought, like, hey, how long is it going to be before that happens? So, again, that's why I talk about and I welcome a guy like Russell Westbrook. One that could just alleviate some of the stress of the game from these three guys that clearly is not seeming to work in the present. And Billy Donovan talked about Russell Westbrook and the chances that he could become a member of the Chicago Bulls. Reports tying Russ, obviously, to the Bulls. What do you like about how he could potentially fit here? Well, I really can't talk about him. Just with him under contract with a different team, so I, I can't get into that. Just as a player, what do you what do you appreciate about his game? Well, I will just say that you know, being with him for four years, you know, I, I've always said this. It was a unbelievable respect on my part from the standpoint that you know, whenever there was a game, you knew he was always ready to play, and he's a great competitor, and he loves competing, and you know, he he plays with 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 great energy and great passion. You know, and like I've said before, you go into a locker room before a game and you look at him, you're not worried about whether or not he's ready to play. Every game. Mm. Every game. <laughs> I like how the volume on that is extremely high, right? Every game. And that's what that's, I'm sure he looks down the bench and he's wondering if these guys are ready to play every game at an extremely high level. But when you got a guy like Russell Westbrook on your team, he makes you play harder. Like, you're not going to just loaf up the court while Russell Westbrook is doing his thing. It's just not going to happen. And then he's a vet, been in the league for a while. I mean, yeah, he's bounced around. But look at the teams he's been on. I don't know. Whatever. I'd welcome him here. Um, I do want to get into these clips from Casey Johnson, but I want to take a beat for just a moment. Um, we talked about talked with Zach Levine, and then, he, again, he's, he expects some changes in the offseason. And I do, want to, I do want to play that a little bit later. But we do have to take a break right now. Uh, we get a chance to talk to Mark Grody on the other side. Bulls, man, damn. I already went through this with the White Sox. I feel like I'm reliving it. This is pain. Like, why? At least the Bears, like, you could just gloss over the season and look towards the next. This is tough. I enjoy basketball. I like the NBA. I'm a really big bull. I'm like, this sucks. Because now they're, 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 before I was like, oh, yeah, are they going to get out of the play-in? And now I'm like, damn, are they going to make the playoffs? All right. It's Gabe Ramirez. I'm sure Grody has something to say about that. Mark Grody's going to hang out because, as I mentioned, in the trifecta, the Bears are on the clock. And I wonder, wonder what that means for Mark Grody. What has he been doing now that the Super Bowl is over? And what does he think about these Chicago Bears and the moves that have been made already since the end of the football game? We'll talk to Mark Grody on the other side. 
I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're back, live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Double G with the rock, to the rack, tote it, and a foul. Oh, it always makes me chuckle when I hear that. Appreciate you, Leo Stoudhurst, the producer holding it down right now. Of course, Double G, I'm half of it. Gabe Ramirez, the other G, Mark Grody. And he's joining us right now on the Circle Resort Casino Hotline. Circle Resort Casino, Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Grody, did you hear Parkins and Spiegel earlier today talking to the, the guy who runs uh, the Circle Resort in, 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 out there in Vegas? And they're going to go out there and stuff? I did hear a little bit of that. Sound, they, yeah, it sounded super happy, and I kept, I kept, well, I kept waiting, and I was like, "Do Gabe and Grody get to do the night show? You know, that week? Oh, too? <laughs> I was like trying to figure out what no. your angle was. I was, no. I was like, were we mentioned during that we, that thing on the afternoon show? I don't think we were. Did we get the the press release? Did we make the press release? Is I don't I'm, think. We, is there a press release? I have not checked in on my exactly. company email hey, today. My, my point exactly. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> is, is, there, is there one and are we on it? I don't know. I don't know. I'm in some. I'm on a, I'm on a need-to-know basis at the score. We'll let you know if you need to know, Grody. Otherwise, go do your thing. I love it. So what, what has been your thing now that the Super Bowl is over? Did you take like one day off and then you got after it again or what? No, I mean, my, the load has been lightened, I think, is what the deal is between me and the powers that be just a little bit for a while before things start to really pick up. You know, at the end of this month, I will be going to the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis, going to spend the week there. So that's when things start to get going in earnest. There will be some added Bears programming coming in your way. I'm going to be doing some draft reports and some other things, too, that I don't know that have been made official yet. So I don't know if I could actually announce it yet, but it's <laughs> it's kind of yeah. I gave the the load is lightened for me right now, but much work is on the horizon. That doesn't mean that I am not you know on the beat or always alert right. to what's going on with the Bears because it's my job and I'm expected to be ready to talk about the Bears at any moment. Yeah, your your ears always to the street, Groats. We know, we know this, and you're always yeah. you know there. Um, obviously, you watch the game on Sunday. 
Were there? I know you. Sometimes you you try not like like myself. I'm always thinking about the Bears in some angle or another. Like, were you watching that game and just enjoying it, or were you watching it and then thinking or trying to cre- or find the parallels between the teams and then what could be the Chicago Bears? Man, I can't do that parallels thing mm. as it pertains to the Bears. I just can't because so Is to that perpendicular. Question, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I gave it. Yeah. Totally yeah, okay, yeah, okay. it's a little out of whack, and I did, I did do poorly in geometry, and uh, I know you love geometry, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. but you know, you and I were, uh, did, we had different strengths, shall we say, yeah. or you have strengths that I don't have when it comes Vice to things, versa. <laughs> things in, in that in that realm of the world. All right, so what did you think um, about the game then? Well, no, I thought it was an entertaining game. Um, just what I wanted. I mean, you can't go wrong in a Super Bowl. Like, I don't want to, like, turn into hyperbole, like, that's the greatest Super Bowl I've ever seen. But nobody loses who is watching the Super Bowl for the game when it comes down to a last second field goal. Right. Or half know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. 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 Yeah. But half- the, 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 the field goal at the end, I mean, a lot of people had an issue with the, with the holding, I, I thought it was a penalty. I think you got to call it no matter what. It was a non-factor to me. But, I, but girls, I got to be honest, man. I know I mentioned in the beginning, I couldn't help but to think about what could be parallel, a parallel universe. Okay. Okay. I like the Flash. I like the, the multiverse. I would like to think that yeah. you know, in one of them, the Bears are close to these two teams. Okay. Close or like on the path to becoming one of those two teams. And which? what did you come up with? Are the I, Bears? Yeah. I was it was a surefire yes. I couldn't help but watch Jalen Hurts and think to myself, my quarterback can do that too. Okay, so you think that the Bears at, at can least the leg, the, well, well the running part, right? He thought he thought that was good, and then you saw him make some. I mean, he just threw the ball up to AJ Brown a couple of times. Like, oh, yeah. it, it, it's not like it was like some like great in stride throw that he, right. he hit about a dime, right? Uh, so uh-huh. I'm like, okay, I'm like Justin Fields can do that if he were to have the same confidence that Jalen has in AJ Brown, and then you know. You get a couple Pas- Pascals and a couple Quinn Watkins. Like, oh, course, oh, like, here we go again with that whole cu- thing. A couple of those yeah. guys, you know? Yeah, and, uh, yep, yep. You know? It's not like the have... running game was doing anything crazy. So, I don't know, man. I saw some parallels there. You have a hockey line for a, a defensive line, essentially, <laughs> that jumps over the boards, and they can refresh that quickly. Yeah, it's pretty easy. The Bears are pretty close to accomplishing I said the, the offensive side. Said the have, offensive have <laughs> accomplished in their and their yeah. life yeah i don't know man i mean i you know i understand what you're talking about with the the parallel universe and you know, taking things away from those organizations it's just that the first of all the chiefs i mean they, they have a, an extraordinary quarterback the best quarterback of our time and maybe when it's all said and done we're talking about the greatest of all time and patrick mahomes so that's their model and i know they've got there are there have been and are other good players on that team well coached but they have an absolute unicorn as the, as the guy who is the quarterback. So that's a pretty tough model to to bank on. As far as the Eagles are concerned, that the way they've built their franchise, and really even over the last ten years, you can even say twenty years or so, they they have been able to accomplish sustained success. Not one that has won them a ton of Super Bowls, but it has you know in this era it has gotten them the the one of them, and they have done it through the draft, and they have done it with some really smart decisions in terms of free agency as well so they're the model for a lot of different organizations i don't necessarily look at the bears and say yeah they're on pace to do that not yet 
He's Mark Grody. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 670 The Score. I asked the question earlier during the trifecta, do coordinators matter? And when you're looking at the Eagles, obviously losing both of their coordinators, offense and defense, is when I think about, you know, the, the, the initial question in my mind is, is it going to be Eagles Chiefs again in the Super Bowl next year? And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to count out Patrick Mahomes because he's proven that, you know, he is the GOAT of the, of the moment and he can get his team there if need be. And then I think about the other side, and, and then I wonder, you know, do you think the Eagles will be in position to to get back to that place? And, and, and do do coordinators matter? I do think that the Eagles will be in position. They're, they're not going to be as talented as they were this past year, but they, they were extraordinarily talented. So maybe you just take the extraordinary off of the Eagles next year, and they are at a very talented team that, yes, I think still will. And, and if you do believe him, and you, you mentioned it, you made the case with Jalen Hurts and how almost simple it looked for the offense. When you throw in an A.J. Brown, throw him in. Um, you mm. give a talent. You make him feel secure with an offensive of line um, as well and what a huge difference it makes. So that's the first part. What was the second part again? I'm sorry, man. No, it was just do coordinators matter. Oh, do coordinators matter? Yeah, I think they do because we've seen, I, I've seen enough bad ones in my lifetime of covering the Chicago Bears, like ones that actually like seem to a- actively hurt the Bears offense at times in terms of what they're running. I mean, not that long ago, you remember Dal Loggins? I mean, Dal Loggins couldn't get the Bears offense anywhere. I mean, and the, you know, there's all sorts of examples. Gary Croton going way back, and I'm sure people can think of names of Bears offensive coordinators that were bad. I'm just using them, you know, to as an example that competency matters as far as offensive coordinators are concerned. We've seen, like any Bears fan, has seen that through the years. Mark Grody here on 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez hanging out with you guys uh, right up till 7:45. Deep Paul basketball, Zach Zabin, Dave Corzine got the call there. Um, Groats and I are talking about some bear stuff here. And, and so you're going to be heading out to the combine. And when you go out there, is it more so to check the temperature of the people that are there or for you personally to kind of, you know, throw some names in a hat that you feel strongly about? Well, I think that, you know, the way it works is or where the, you know, some of the best information is, is when they, they let the prospects come out and they all get podiums, they're all lined up. I mean, you can't get to, to everyone. I mean, eventually you'll get a transcript of it, but you can't get to every single one of them. And you spend, you get to spend time with the, these athletes. You get to pick their brains. You get to ask them anything you want, anything that you're interested in, obviously, as it pertains to football and what's going on. And sometimes it's like the, the crowd will lighten up a little bit and you could find yourself in a situation where you're talking to a top prospect you know with just a couple of other people and that's where you start to really get information so you know the players are there for you there are all sorts of you know general managers uh, whether at at the actual combine but a lot of times at the team hotels there's all sorts of you know lobby chatter that goes on and you could you know you can make yourself known to people and, and make connections that's where a lot of it happens too you know like it's been important for me in the times that I have been there in terms of getting to meet people out of the Bears bubble and you know securing sources and things like that so it's uh it's probably a longer answer than you were looking for no. but there but there's also 
so, it's just there's so many different angles because everybody converges in on Indianapolis for that week of time, and everybody's kind of available, especially in the first few days of it. Groats, can you think of a time where you were at the combine and you saw someone and you thought highly of them, and then they ended up being a stud? Mm. Um, man, I'm trying to think. I mean, I mean, there was. There, there's, you know, obvious guys like when they put, you know, the the top quarterback. But even still, I mean, and, even those guys. I mean, if, did, if you, when you saw those guys, you're like, holy blank, <laughs> blankety blank. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I mean, think a, a lot of times with those guys, I think the the blankety blank part is that you're you're at the combine and then all of a sudden they call one of the the big time pro- like if they were to call you know Bryce Young up to the, the podium then there's this massive purge of people <laughs> going towards that podium right. and to to talk to to or hear from and all of a sudden you find yourself like about 12,000 rows back in terms of getting to hear what he's saying and they you know had the sound booming over it all but yeah, no, it's kind of cool to think about that too. Like you have, okay, I guess I'd probably go back, uh, Gabe, and look because I still okay. got it all. Like go back and see who were some of the the interesting guys because like I can't put it like in relation to then and now. I'm the, and now I want to know because I know I, I want to take good notes, Grody. That's why, I, and I know your 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 notepads are all full of stars oh, and asterisks. <laughs> And yep. so, so, yeah, so yeah. I'm sure there's one big one that's highlighted of a particular guy. You just there probably go find is. It. There probably oh, is. I'm sure yeah. there is. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, obviously the draft, 72 days away, Groats. Just 72 days oh, away. Man. Seems like it's right around the corner. Do you think it's going to be a situation where it's going to be like a draft day thing, like this move or this trade that happens, or do you think that it could be something that could materialize prior to? I think it's. I don't think it's. I probably because this probably is a rare was, situation, right? Girls were like, know, man. everyone knows what what should happen. So it's I, like, why wait till the day of? I, I would. I think if I had to say, I would say it probably still would be on the the day of the draft. But it's far from out of the question of them not having something locked up, especially if it's something where you know this is an offer you you can't refuse where a team comes in where Houston comes in and gives you their two picks in the first round and gives you you know a first rounders for the next two years as well which may yeah. be the number one pick you know there's there's going to be or at least i think that's what i'm hoping he is looking at and thinking all right i'm going to wait for that you know just totally knock you out offer Check them, you know, check it twice to make sure they're being serious about it. <laughs> that's what they could kind of wait for. And that that's why I think it would go all the way until as late as possible because I would think that the haggling over that could last into the actual day of the draft, during the draft as well. Yeah, and I can see them leveraging it as well, right? Like, hey, okay, this is the best deal we have, and we'll hold it all the way up to the front until somebody else beats it. And then they'll give whoever else that might be, like, that opportunity until the final hour to, to make some sort of uh, – some sort of adjustment. Do you when you when you see Ryan Poles and you, you obviously know his, his body of work so far for this year and you know it well, is there any doubt in your mind whatsoever that 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 he'll get this wrong? Well, I mean, of course there there is some doubt with a, a new general manager. Uh, you know, we we don't know what Ryan Poles is like as a GM when he has the resources that he does. He, you know, we can look back to last year's draft and free agent moves that that he made 
And you know, and the draft he was defensive minded with Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker, and obviously moved on to Valus Jones Jr. After that, so you start to get some clues of the way he thinks. Um, you know, the the attempt at signing Larry Ogunjobi last year is still something I think Bears fans should think about because he was ready to put resources into that position immediately. So we know how seriously he takes that spot, but. This is this big. I mean, it. We we will find out a lot more about Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham and their scouting staff, which I think is you know all theirs at this point. Maybe one or two holdovers from the the previous regime that were able to keep their jobs. But this is where this is where they begin. Ryan Poles, Ian Cunningham, and company start to secure or put the foundation down for their own legacy and their their own building of an NFL franchise because that's what they are tasked for doing. Like if if they do, don't make this team better eventually with the resources they have, then they're they're already put they're already in a bad spot as far as their you know what they're doing in this gig. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're on the clock too, right? Groats, like they're on the clock. They're on yeah. the clock as well. Like, okay, hey man, we're 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 a fun city. We like to have fun. Summertime <laughs> yeah. shy. We 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 know how to kick oh, it for yeah. a little bit. And oh, it's yeah. like, okay, we gave you that first year. All right, cool. Hey, yeah. we're all good now. Now we got to hold you to yeah. hold you accountable. Like yeah. now we're going to be actually paying attention to what you're doing. We got you comfortable, but we you know we can't tuck you in at night anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know what no, I'm saying? No, 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 like no, you got to you got to you know what? You can't sleep with the light on anymore. <laughs> okay. That's it. You got, okay. You're potty trained now. You yeah, take, yeah. Take out the training wheels. Now right. you get some harsh realities from because Bears. Because let's be gross. Bears fans and the media alike have been very, very nice to Ryan Poles and Matty Berthus. I think so. Yeah, because it's impossible to look at the team and and truly give them a grade when they have been in the process of a rebuild, which they haven't necessarily denied. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so there we allow. This is you know, it's a, still a fairly new phenomenon in sports where sports fans and we as media put our own spin and endorsement on the, the concept of a rebuilding. You know, of it's okay to knock the sucker down and and put up a nice new shiny house next to all the smaller houses. Yeah. So it's you know it's okay to do it, and everybody sort of plays along and does their part. And I think that we you know we're all complicit, media fans, and we were last year. True. It was of course there were things that we were critical of. Of course we broke things down. Of course we overanalyzed and over criticized players. But at the end of the day, it it what it was not treated like a team that lost 10 in a row to end the season mm. really unprecedented in terms of how we treated them and how they were perceived because of the era of it's okay to rebuild that that we have been in for the last you know decade plus yeah i was talking uh to a gentleman last week on the show who is a philadelphia 76 fan he said gabe you just got to trust the process like the sixers did oh, and oh. i said oh man that's yeah. that's harsh 10 years you gotta wait uh Grody, before i let you go I mean, there are a ton of rumors that are out there, obviously. You know, people just in mock drafts and mock drafts of mock drafts and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. What's one of your favorite ones that's out there? Oh my God! Of of the bear in terms of yeah, like, like the bears mock the first, drafts. Just, no, not not well, not not a, not a specific person, but okay. just like the outcome of whatever. You know, maybe okay. you saw something you're like, "Ooh, I really liked well, the one that I saw that was this." This, this one, this one got me thinking actually, okay. and 
Uh, and actually, I'll throw it at you. Would would you? And I don't remember the exact terms of the deal, but the but the the bread and butter of it is is interesting. And maybe it's a simpler question. And the question is this: Would you do business with the Detroit Lions in the first round? As in, give up the Bears giving up their first overall pick to the Lions, who do have two picks in the first round, um, number six and number eighteen overall. Would you do business with them um, if that's where if that's where the bidding started? No. Okay. <laughs> and then that's the answer. Yeah. That yeah. is the answer. Okay. No, that's my answer too. No. I, I honestly I would be disappointed in the Chicago Bears if they fall further than four. That that to me is that that's what I feel in my heart of hearts. What about conceptually though, with dealing with Detroit? Because that. It's to me. Oh, that in it's itself, a, zero, it's a, zero chance. Right. No, no, no. It's a, like a non-starter. You're right? going to take an offensive it, lineman at six. That's what I'm going to force you to do. You're not going to make your way to number one and take yeah. Bryce Young. I right. Say that right there. But you just don't do. You don't give the number one overall Absolutely. pick to a team in your division, no. right? No, no. Right. You're going to take Common an offensive sense. lineman, and we're going to be like, ah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you took an offensive lineman with your, six, <laughs> with your six pick. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. So that's my. So that's mine, though. Okay. I mean, that's what I like that's that the, I like. Yeah. I like that in terms of like, hmm, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because it's, it's Detroit's the part, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I mean, not to, I mean, because at sense, six, at six, yeah. you might get like you know a second tier edge rusher that's out there, like from Mississippi State or such. And then if you go sixteen or what? What did you say? Well, eighteen. 18? Yeah, eighteen is, the, nah. is their second pick, nah. right? Nah. That's I'm out. yeah. Doesn't yeah, sound it's getting, pr- getting pretty ugly yeah. once you get to eighteen. I tell you, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. I'm already getting the heebie-jeebies right now talking about this. Well, I can't imagine what you're like on on third round grades. These yeah. guys are just useless no, no, to no. you. Why, you're like eighteenth no, no, pick no. of the draft. Get that out Bayless, of my face, Bayless Jones Jr. No way. <laughs> All right, Greg. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out tonight, man. I All appreciate right. you jumping on. All right, Gabe. See you, man. Of course, that's Mark Grody. Make sure you guys follow him on Twitter. Always has great stuff. Uh, has a nice little calm before the storm that is the NFL draft. Again, 72 days away. Sounds like a lot. But it's just, you know, a hop, skip, and a jump. He will be there before you guys know it. All right. And there is uh, someone in particular, Colin Coward, who thinks there is something in particular that the Bears should be doing with Justin Fields. He has actually uh, four, four things that the Bears uh, four reasons why the Bears should be trading Justin Fields. What are they? We'll hear them on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on 670 The Score. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Leading right into Depaul basketball. Blue Demons taking on St. John's today. Pre-game starts at 6, 745 here on 670 The Score. Zach Zayman, Dave Corzine got the call. DePaul's lost six straight. Haven't won since they knocked off at then number 16 Xavier. And that was a big game for them, for the program. Um, but they've lost six straight, so now they get an opportunity to turn it around tonight. Hopefully the fellas can do just that. All right. Um, so before the break, I was talking with Groats and or Mark Grody, and we were talking about um, just the Bears in general, the direction they're headed in. And, and, and Colin Coward just was going in. Like, and I understand if you're like, I get it. You need clickbait. You got to say things that are wild and outrageous. That's why they're called hot takes, right? So that that way you can get the people going. And if, if you're a national media outlet, you understand that the Chicago fan base isn't split the same way L.A. is, or New York for that matter. You have 8 million people in the Chicagoland area that will come for your soul if you try to say anything bad about the Chicago Bears, and he's done just that. So first and foremost, he talks about, you know, let's let's go to the, the four reasons why the Bears should, should trade uh, – 
Justin Fields. He was adamant about this. Here's Colin Coward explaining why. And whereas with Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, I saw tremendous, staggering growth year one to year two, I didn't with Fields. He's more YouTube star, sensational plays, but the little stuff, footwork, accuracy, I think you have to consider it. Here's four reasons. One more season of average to bad, and you'll get nothing for him. Hmm. Secondly, the Bears have a defensive coach and a defensive culture, and they didn't draft him. He's not their guy. Third, Chicago probably won't have the number one pick for a while. I don't think they'll be good, but you're not going to be in this territory again. Use the opportunity. And four, you had Khalil Mack and Roquan Smith, and you couldn't win games. You think Will Anderson is going to come in and turn the franchise around? <laughs> okay. He brings us great, great points, right? I mean, this is Colin Coward talking about the four reasons why the Bears should trade Fields. He is right about the first one. If Justin Fields has enough, because I know I've been saying this to people, you know, let's say you do give him weapons. Let's say you do give him an offensive line. What does good look like? And if Justin Fields has an average to a bad season and you get nothing for him, that's going to suck because you're going to be put in the position of having to draft a quarterback again or finding a quarterback for that matter. We are reminded with uh, reason number two that that was not Ryan Poles or Matt Eberflus's guy. You're not going to have the number one pick for a while. Okay, that's neither here nor there. And then the Khalil Mack Roquan Smith thing. I mean, you had him at the tail, or you had Khalil at the tail end of his career after he dealt with issues, and Roquan, you just weren't going to pay him a ton of money. So, yeah, you bring in a Will Anderson Jr. and you got him on a rookie contract for years, so you'd be all right. Um, he continued because obviously I'm all about solutions, right, guys? Not problems. We do solutions here. So I was happy to hear Colin Coward I'll make a suggestion as to where they should trade Justin Fields. In an offensive pivoting league where it's hard to go on a 10-game losing streak, in a, in a year the Packers were down and the Vikings and Lion defenses were atrocious, they lost 10 straight games. I think you have to consider calling Atlanta and saying, we'll give you Justin Fields, give us your eighth pick, go get Bryce Young, and then go get another, the second or third best edge rusher. I like Justin Fields, but I've never, ever thought he was Trevor Lawrence. I don't think he's close to Caleb Williams or Drake May. I don't think he's an Andrew Luck. I don't think he's a guy that can succeed if the circumstances aren't great. He's more Trey Lance. He'll work if he gets the right stuff. And I don't know if Chicago will have the right stuff. But all you have to do is go to PFF and look at O-lines. His is middle of the pack. Some of those young guys they drafted ended up being pretty good. They spent a lot of draft capital on the O-line. And a lot of those guys were starting and pretty good. And they've got capable backs and a top tight end. And I think a good offensive coordinator. Yes, they could use other receivers. Nobody disputes that. But the numbers for Fields have not been great. If he struggles next year, you'll get nothing for him. Now you could probably get the eighth pick. I mean, if Carr goes to Carolina... And Jimmy goes to Tampa. You think Arthur Blank, owner of the Falcons, wants to sit there and be awful again? I don't think so. Not like I know Arthur Blank well, but I don't think so. I think it's something you absolutely have to consider. This organization wasn't winning with Roquan Smith. It wasn't with Khalil Mack. You weren't posting playoff wins. What's Will Anderson going to do? Good player. 
He'd be a great finishing piece piece for a young, you know, if Kansas City could get him at the end of the first round, it'd be great for them. They don't have a lot of big needs. They have Chris And he's Jones. making some great points, and I, and I understand what he's saying because it will suck if Justin Fields isn't good and Bears did nothing with him. But I don't think any of us believe that. So when you talk about Colin Coward, that a Will Anderson Jr. isn't going to propel you to the next level, no, but a Justin Fields instead of a Bryce Young will. At least that's the hope. That's what all Bears fans are hoping. And I think that that's the main point there. You know, because a Bryce Young and a, and a, and a second-tier edge rusher doesn't sound as good as Justin Fields and what some are calling a generational talent in Will Anderson Jr. or Jalen Carter, for that matter. So give me, giving me a, a, a perennial all-star and Justin Fields, I'll take that for a crapshoot on Bryce Young and a second-tier edge rusher. Just my thoughts. And and I say that in the present. Obviously, you got to give yourself some room for error there, that Bryce Young might, in fact, be a better quarterback than Justin Fields. But no one has agreed with that statement. None of the, none of the experts, none of the draft experts that are out there, none of them are saying that there is a, a, a Peyton Manning in the draft. So they're all saying, hey, lean on, lean on Justin Fields because he could be that dude. But, hey, man, I get it. You need the clicks. I clicked on it. I played it on my show. It worked. I do, I do like your four reasons, though, why the Bears should do just that. Um, uh, it is Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. We are going to come back to something that I was mentioning earlier in the show, and it, were, it was my thoughts on the Bulls and Casey Johnson. And Casey Johnson had an opportunity to talk with Zach Levine. And you get, you get a little bit of insight as to what Zach's thinking. Not, not only that, uh, but he talked about the expected changes in the offseason if the Bulls continue in this direction. Uh, we get to talk to Howard Beck in the middle of the hour as well before Depaul basketball. He'll talk to us about his thoughts on the Chicago Bulls and what's happening in the NBA. Of course, Howard Beck, a senior senior writer for Sports Illustrated. We'll do all of that in the, eight, in the 7 o'clock hour right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.